glitz and glam, right? World Cup in lights. Um, but I know it's a sport where things aren't always easy, but against the odds, um, they make it. They do it. Anyway, before we go to Pums, here's Timmy T's teaser very, very quickly, and then keep those guesses coming on our WhatsApp line. He keeps going on about fighting this and calling me a coward and whatever. Let's see who's a coward. We'll see who's a coward. I'm no. I punched his head in for him plenty of times in the gym. He's a bum. He's got no stamina. He can't take a punch, and he's useless. He really can't fight. And he's, Dylan White's a coward. No bottle, no guts. He's a coward. Dylan White had his opportunity to fight Joshua and got knocked out, spark out of the floor. It wasn't a close fight. He landed one punch. So why? What difference would it make again? Dylan White had two L and I, I waters with Derek Chisora, who was 10 years past his best. So Dylan White keeps talking and talking shy until he gets slapped. And that's it. And that is Timmy T's teaser for today. Know who that is? Please reach out on our social media. And also very quickly on Twitter, there are a few guesses. Chantal coming through and guessing once again, saying it's Anthony Joshua. Pozzo Silepe is saying, my son Katlejo says, it's Tyson Fury. So thank you so much for those guesses. And then instigator Alfie has kept it locked on 972 to 100 FM since 9 o'clock today. Alfie, ah, man, you and me both. (laughs) You and me both. So thank you very much for keeping it locked right here to Radio 2000. Hockey is what we're talking about next as I welcome Pums Mbande to the show. Pums, a warm welcome and thank you once again for your time this afternoon. It's always cool chatting to you. It's good having you. 2022 been treating you well? That's why I guess I could say yes, but I don't want to speak too soon. <laughs> you don't want to jinx anything? <laughs> not at all, not at all. But I guess put it out into the universe when you say the New Year's been good. How good has it been and why has it been so good? I mean, starting off just after Christmas break with a, 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 a tournament as important as AFCON can be a little bit stressful, but I'm happy to report that we've come back seven-time champions of Africa, which is wow, quite exciting. that is exciting. Um, yeah, it's really awesome, and it just it paints a really good picture for us going forward. It does, seven times. How do you do it seven times? Because I take a look at hockey, I take a look at the support, and I'm not saying there isn't support. I'm perhaps saying there isn't enough support. And even yeah. though, I mean, you do and make do with what it is, you know, that you're given to get by, you come back in time and time again. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to call this team or say about the team, but against the odds, there's triumph. Yeah. Look, it is it is difficult being an unprofessional sport, largely unfunded. Um, I mean, even with AFCON, we we weren't sure if we were going to have, like, I made a joke on the first day of camp and I said, I'm not posting any selfies of camp because I'm not sure if I'm actually going to tournament because I don't have 10,000 rand to fund the tournament. Mm. But luckily for us, um, South African Hockey, through, I think, association with the Department of Sports and Recreation, um, they were able to fund our trip. But that is literally our day-to-day in our sport. We, we, we never know what we're going to get, um, but we, we try to really focus on what you can control, and that is our training, that is our uh, our commitment to the, 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 the game that we love so much. Um, and I think, to answer your question, that is how we are able to do it seven times, that um, yes, it's not it's not ideal and that we're not funded. Um, yes, we may not always be able to give it 150% because we have day-to-day jobs that we have to keep us out of our sports. But when we get on that field, we have to make sure that we deliver our absolute best. And I think that's how we're able to come back with a C1 win over Ghana on home turf. It is amazing. You know, as you talk, I have goosebumps and I think it's about juggling. And I mean, 
you're saying, here we are, we make do with what it is we get. And then I'm thinking, if you can do this seven times with what it is you have and it's not much, what can you do if the sport did go pro where you didn't have to juggle your, your, your mm. nine to five with your love and your passion and to, and to represent your country? And honestly, that's, that's a question that we ask ourselves as well because when we go out to the international stage and we play against the Dutch and, and um, your, your England, Great Britain, um, they are fully funded programs and you can definitely tell that change in gear that comes from being fully committed being fully committed to this the sport that we love like mm. i honestly believe it would make the world of a difference if all i had to worry about was performing on the hockey field because i already worry about just performing on the hockey field so imagine if that was all i had on my plate yeah yeah um yeah it would make the world of a difference and we hope that um one day it will come come true for us i look at the netball girls and the support mm-hmm. that they've gotten over the last four years and the massive difference it's made for them Hopefully we will get something like that. Maybe corporate South Africa is out there listening. Here is a team that's just wanting to make waves in, in international hockey. We just need the support. But why is it that you, you almost sound like a chihuahua? You know, you've got to be like, yep, 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 yep. <laughs> yes, uh, before, <laughs> before someone years. And I mean, we've had the hockey conversation with the, mm. the president of hockey on the show as well. I mean, two weeks ago. So it, it seems like we're having a similar conversation. And then I take a look, obviously, uh, call it the Cinderella sports. But then I take a look at women's sport. And why is it that, yes, mm. women can do anything? You know, yesterday we spoke to uh, player of the year, Lucinda Dumke, you know, uh, uh, female rugby player again and everybody is just pleading everyone's hands are up and again it's almost like we need a chorus of like chihuahuas first before <laughs> before it's like here you go here's the money yeah. it's like a continual or continuous beg if you would Pums I don't know it feels like that for me it, it definitely feels like that for us as well and I think what saddens me the most really is the fact that like when I look back at my career, the the likes of Marsha Cox, Peter Kutia, mm. they were having the same conversation when then, I joined the team in yeah. 2012. Um, and I look to years before then when Lindsay Carlisle now arrived, um, she's an ex-national captain. She had this conversation before. And I think I think that's, that's part of what is disheartening, but it's also what drives us to say, look, we, if anything, we know that we have very little. So let's control what we can control mm, because mm. what everyone else does is not really up to us. Um, and we hope that, I guess, through, through our play and through what we're trying to achieve as a team, through um, the ambassadors that we are outside of hockey, maybe that's what's eventually going to draw attention to our sport and we'll get the support that we need. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, what would you say sets South Africa apart? If you take a look at countries like Egypt and Morocco, for example, and if you had to compare mm. skill and perhaps a style of sport, and if there are differences, how vastly different are they? I think more than anything, it's it's probably our flair. If you look at our style of hockey, we just, uh, if there's any country I would maybe um, try to put our players against in terms of the style of hockey, I'd, I'd, and someone who, who's from a different country can maybe say it's a little bit too ambitious, but I look at the Argentinian ladies and I think we play a very similar style of hockey in that we have a lot of skill, a lot of, like we sort of show off in, mm-hmm. in how we play, mm-hmm. but it works for us. Like we eliminate <laughs> and we move the ball, we eliminate. And like that's what's fun. Like that, that is who we are as a country, as a sport. And I think if we could, if we could just get more opportunity. Like when I look at our, our women's team now, we have such young, talented players. Like when I look at your Edith McDeekers 
Untatile Zulu. They're young players that are very skillful. Bianca Wood, um, who I think in three, four years' time, who will have a huge impact on an international stage. But that only works if we can play international hockey. If we can get test matches to measure ourselves against these big nations and not just not just at a Commonwealth Games or World Cup, but like continuous test. Mm, because mm. only then, because it's it's also a big ask when you have young players coming into a World Cup and you're saying, okay, we're trying to make quarterfinals and then make top eight. Like that's a huge ask because someone is is shell shocked because they're playing against uh, a player that they haven't seen um, in front of them right. in a long time. Like yeah. it's all they've seen is when they've watched them play Euros. Um, on TV, so I think we 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 know as players that we can't take for granted um, the things that you learn from playing actual matches. Um, and I think if we could just get the chance to showcase that, people would get to see what is so unique about our style of hockey. Mm. Mm, I like that. I mean, if you take a look back at, I'm going to call it an annihilation of Ghana. Um, mm. If you look back, I mean, what are, what do you take from that experience, from that game? Yeah, um, it is probably the most stressful AFCON final I've played in, and I've played in four AFCON finals. Um, it was very different playing in Ghana. Like we always say, as South Africans, we take for granted mm-hmm. what we have when yeah, we are in South good. Africa. Yeah. We take a lot for granted. Like, um, I mean, there were small bumps along the way, just the conditions that we were playing under, like the turf, the surface that we were playing on. In South Africa, every turf that you play on is probably well surfaced. There's no bumps. There's maybe like a torn match here and there, but for the most part, it's flat, it plays well, you just move the ball. Mm-hmm. Where when we got to Ghana, like the first struggle was like the, the turf had bumps everywhere. <laughs> so trying to execute a certain skill in the penalty corner, our biggest concern is the fact that we must still trap the ball, never mind execute the actual yeah. action that we're trying to execute. So there were those little um, like bumps along the way, but I think the biggest shot to our system in the final was probably... Um, the fact that you couldn't hear anyone because the crowd was so loud. Um, <laughs> we have a lot of support in South Africa, but our crowds are very much just present. Yeah. They, we don't, we're not loud. We don't have like shouting and screaming. I, as a goalkeeper, couldn't speak to the defender ahead of me because <laughs> the stadium was so loud. <laughs> wow. Um, and, and that had us rattled to begin with. Yeah, yeah. But I think as we, as, we, as we went along, we started to, I think there was a lot of belief. Like we knew that we were not going to be the one team that screws it up for the history of South African hockey by not qualifying. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just had to make sure that we delivered. And we just, I think that belief and that sense of, <laughs> listen, we have no choice but to do this and we have to do it in full time because we're not going to shoot out in this yeah. game. Yeah. I think it really it really had us going. And I mean, we went 1-0 down in the first six minutes of the game and it was the first goal we'd taken the whole tournament. So it could have easily just thrown us off mm, because between mm. that and the crowds cheering and we, like the Ghana ladies were really fired up as well and they were keen to, to get going. And I think they also really believed that they were in it. Um, but I guess we, we knew that we, we were the better team. We just had to show that. Um, and I think we, we did eventually. It did come right for us. Mm-hmm. And we were very fortunate that it came right in full time as well. We didn't yeah. have to go to penalties. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. I mean, wonderful. You're here now. And now we take a look to a World Cup in Spain, I think it is. I mean, mm. how how do you now get ready? You know, uh, you mentioned you need opponents. You need to play regularly. Mm. You you need mm. a, a certain caliber of opponent to test your might against. And now yeah. World Cup is on the horizon. And 
how how does SA hockey how do the women prepare and again is it going to be where you very modestly say we have very little but here we go or is there going to be more support and then again you call on corporate South Africa where everybody wants to be a part of a winning team but no one mm. wants to be a part I guess of the hardships to kind of get yes. the team get there. to yeah. the winning you know to the stage yeah. to the podium yeah, I, I think if any if if there's one thing international hockey and the teams that have been successful in the last couple of years have shown us, it's definitely that it's it's a process, right? You don't you don't support the team now and get your results at this World Cup in six months time. We will definitely be looking to get a result, but we we're sort of building for something beyond the next six months. Mm. Um, and I think that's I guess that's what's important, and it's a big ask. Um, from us as players of our association and then from us as players to ourselves that um, we know that we have a big tournament coming up with the World Cup and then there's also Commonwealth Games a week after that. We have had huge changes in our team with three senior players retiring in our back line. Um, we've, got, we've had changes in management staff. Um, so there's a lot of change. Um, but the really exciting thing is that we've got a lot of youngsters, like I said, the under 21 group that's coming up is super, super talented, probably mm-hmm. one of the most talented groups we've had in a while. Um, and that will carry us through to the next four years. So I think a big focus for us as a team now is to make sure that the senior players that are in the side are holding it together and we can build the right culture that will take us through the next four to eight years. Um, when I look back at our Olympic campaign, there was a lot of focus on um, making a quarterfinal so that we can make top eight and, and, and. And when that didn't work out, it really, like, I know personally I took it very hard. Like, mm-hmm. I could take, like, a month and just sit by myself in a room and just gather my thoughts. Yeah. Um, so th- w- I personally am trying to avoid a lot of, like, that I will make top eight, we will make top eight, and, like, it's top eight or nothing. Um, and to really focus on the process to get us there because even if you do make that top eight, if you don't have the depth in your squad to sustain you in that top eight, you're going to have lots of problems. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. the focus for this coming tournament, at least for me, is definitely to to make sure that we're well-established and we're certain of who we are as a team and we can deliver on our style of hockey at that tournament to set ourselves up for the next couple of years. In terms of the prep that you're going to need, um, a lot of that is is really going to depend on what, firstly, what COVID looks like um, and also what uh, the new management uh, looks like and what, what plans they they have for us. Yeah. Um, and I think at the very least we'll probably be hosting, holding camps at least once a month for the next six months. That's just my expectation. Um, a lot of the players in the squad are, are based in the Gauteng region, so there can be a lot of that regional training. But the, the intricate details of that really will depend on, on what um, our management team decides yeah. and, and what they're able to get for us. I, I really am hoping that um, COVID regulations are going to sort of calm down a bit and be able to get, because there's a lot of countries, especially from Europe, that want to come across and play us because obviously we have great weather conditions, especially mm-hmm. this time of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a lot of interest for that at the beginning of the year, but then there was that hard lockdown or uh, lockdown issues at the beginning of the year. I think we were put on a funny level for, for travel and people couldn't come into our country. That's so right. I think yeah. three teams that were already coming in had to pull out. Um, so hopefully all things going well, COVID aside, 
we will be able to prepare as best as possible and hopefully invite a couple of nations to come play us because, honestly, the best practice is actual ma- matches. Yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed that everything aligns, Pums, as uh, yeah. you know you had just envisioned now and that uh, it's A for away. Um, mm. Demographics. Let's talk a little bit about race. We did that yesterday as yeah. well with the Lions cricket uh, and just yeah. seeing, you know, um, you've been very vocal about it. There's an mm. asterisk that you brought to our attention and mm. how is the sport transforming? I mean, you talk about the under-20 ones yeah. and you talk about a new crop of players coming in that are excellent but again yeah. you know does race rear its ugly head or is hockey on the right path when it comes to transformation i i mean it was a really difficult question for me to answer because i think if you look at what we've done with the national teams on paper um in the last couple of years i think SA hockey can definitely be said to be moving in the right direction um like this team that we took to afcon now was I think there were 10 players of colour and 8 white players, if I'm not mistaken, um, which is definitely a historic moment for South African hockey, and it was very exciting um, for me personally, and it wasn't a focus on our team, but for me personally, to see a team that's well-represented or fairly well-represented compared to the past um, still successfully defend a title, mm-hmm. that spoke volumes for me because part of the issue around pushing for transformation has always been that um, players just want to take a ride, players aren't competent, et cetera, et cetera. We were able to defend our title just like all other teams were before, even with a 55% um, black team. Mm-hmm. So for me, that says a lot about the fact that, like we've always said, it's not about just pushing numbers. It's not about um, just putting in random people to, to get caps or whatever. We actually we want to play. We want an opportunity to, to, to push to be the best. Yeah. Um, and I think that... I'm very pleased with that, and I don't think after this, I don't think SA Hockey will go back to doing anything less than 50%. That being said, though, for me, I can never truly say that our sport is fully transformed mm-hmm. until, I always say for me, the measure will be um, once hockey stopping being elitist. So when every South African child can have an opportunity to play for hockey. I'm not saying they, they must play hockey. They have the opportunity, opportunity. to play yeah. hockey. Yeah. Then for me, we're saying we've transformed the sport and we, we are where we should be. But until then, I, I'll never be truly happy. I, I can be excited about the, the changes that are coming and where we're looking to go mm, to, mm. but definitely not where we, we should be, awesome. especially not yeah. so long yeah. after apartheid. Was yeah, n- nice, nice to know that it is heading in the mm. right direction. You know mm. where you can nod at that, but so much more still needs to be done. And so I agree with more. you. Yeah, I agree with you there, Pums. Yeah. But thank you, thank you for your time today. We'll check in with you. We'll see how you're going, and also leading up to the World Cup. I mean, you'll be getting lots and lots of calls from us. So please keep the battery charged. Will do. I mean, thank you so much. I appreciate the support you always give to us. More than welcome. I, I really do. Anytime, Pums. Thank you so much. And Pums and Bande there chatting to us, SA Women's Hockey goalkeeper and being a part of four AFCONs. I mean, this girl is on fire. I love chatting to her. I clap loudly when she gets accolades like I heard her name on the radio the other day. I was like, whoa, go Pums. My daughter's like, who's that, mom? <laughs> and I was really happy to give her the entire CV as much as I know as to who this superhuman is. Um, and transformation. I mean, she raised a hand. They formed a body. They went to SA Hockey and said, hello, transformation. This is what it needs to look like, where she says 55% going into an Afghan is representative of what South Africa looks like, for example. And 
I think when we had her in studio back, back in the day where uh, COVID, you know, didn't separate us or keep us apart, she said, I said, were you not afraid of victimization for speaking out about the color or the asterisks against uh, or next to players' names that were of color? This is how the entire story started uh, of our interview. And she said, you know what? If it is that my name goes down in the history books for speaking out, then so be it. If I never lift a hockey stick or play a game again because of it i'm quite happy then and this is then my fight and i'll be happy with that uh, so nice to know pums is still making headlines even though you know perhaps it could have gone the other way but it didn't and so yeah somebody who is the epitome of never give up pumalele mbande ladies and gentlemen a super superhuman superhuman Sports Night Live with Andy Lee. Sokala Dimo Reporter Tsepang Mailwane.